down to the serious business of heaven, which is joy. Now, what does the Bible say about joy? Well, it says it's akin to happiness and pleasure. But let's go with James, first of all, encourages us to consider joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face troubles and trials of any kind. Now, as um, Andy adhered to, there may be people here who aren't feeling the joy at the moment. And, you know, I just want to sort of talk about that for a minute. You know, we've got people who are suffering financially at the moment. Life is tougher than ever. Even if it's just your car insurance, I know mine's gone up three times. I haven't had an, an accident, so I don't get that. But, you know, everything, everyone is feeling it. And there are people that are finding it struggling to even put food on the table. Why is it that today one can trust is working harder than ever and they just can't find enough volunteers? These are hard times. And not only that, there may be here, people here who are anxious, worried, worried for friends. They may be in physical pain. So, Johnny, I'm just not feeling the joy right now. I get that. And on top of that, we can get some feedback and some comments from our Christian friends that might not be helpful. And we've all been wounded like that. Um, and I know it sounds like I'm coming off peace there, but stick with me. Unhelpful suggestion or comment number one. These things are sent to test us. Really? I don't believe that God is testing us. He already knows us so well. In Matthew 10.30, proclaims that every hair on our head is counted. That is the level of detail that God goes into. He knows us intimately. Why would he need to test us? And it says in Jeremiah, he has plans for us, plans to prosper you, to not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Isn't that a good God? That's not a God that's testing you. And um, in, in Psalms 37, he promises to give us our desires, the desires of our hearts. So he already knows our desires. Now, another thing that people tell me quite often, or have been said to me, when I say, oh, just, I just don't know what to do about this. Have you tried praying about it? <laughs> yes, is the answer. I've been a Christian for nearly 10 years now, and there is one specific thing which I won't share with you because it's very personal to me that I've been praying for, and I haven't had answer to that. Is this God that's so amazing and so awe-inspiring and the creator of the universe a little bit hard of hearing? I hope not, and I don't think so. And I certainly will continue to persevere in prayer. A good thing to say to people, and I actually, to be honest, I'm not trying to discourage prayer. I think prayer is really, really powerful. A good thing to say to people, or what I would say to somebody if they put themselves in a vulnerable position, is say, gosh, that must be really tough. That must be really hard. I feel for what you're going through. 
and you could support them in some way. But my personal advice would be pick and choose who you're going to support because you can't support everybody. And that will take your joy away. If you're doing too much for lots of people, take it from somebody who knows. I've learnt my lesson. I'm not like that anymore. Honest. <laughs> joy doesn't mean forcing happiness during sad circumstances. We can usually tell somebody who tries to fake it to make it. Contrary to happiness, joy can come in every season. It is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to read an excerpt from C.S. Lewis. It's from his book, Surprised by Joy. It says, I call it joy, which here is a technical term that must be sharply distinguished from both happiness and pleasure. Joy, in my sense, has indeed one characteristic and one only in common with them. Happiness and pleasure. The fact that Anyone who has experienced it will want to experience it again. I doubt whether anybody who has tasted joy would ever exchange it for all the pleasures in the world. But then joy is never in our power. And pleasure quite often is. So we've gathered that joy is a gift from God through the Holy Spirit. How do we receive it? Well, I'm just going to do an example. I, I feel that Phil might really like this whiteboard rubber or eraser if you're American. I've made that mistake before. I think, Phil, you would really like this. Now, I'm going to just pretend I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to walk over there because I'm going to come off camera. And I'm going to pretend this is his... Uh, reaction to me giving it to him. <gasps> no, no, I don't want it because I'm, I don't feel worthy. I haven't been good enough. Give it to someone else. When God gives us his joy, we need to be in a position to, to receive it. So it's not just about God giving us, it's about us receiving that joy. That we feel worthy enough, that we are good enough to receive his joy. So, in Psalm 16:11, it says, "You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with your joy in your presence." And how do we get into God's presence? I'd say one of the things is talk talk to them. Talk to him. I always talk to God. Well, I'm always chattering away. I mean, I'd call it ramblings in the car. So if you, hear, if you see me in my car, in my VW up, rattling away, you can guarantee I'm talking to God. And sometimes those conversations turn into prayer because it sort of prompts you in a way in those ramblings. And that's, how, that's what happens to me. It may be completely different for you. You may have to get into a, a quiet place or whatever that is. Talk to God. Read God's word. I can't say it enough. Hold it up. <laughs> Another prop. Read God's word. Even if you don't understand it, it still has power. It has power to transform mindsets, to comfort, to illuminate. 
And if you're like me and you're dyslexic, sometimes it helps to just listen to the word. There are ways to do that. You can do it online, by the way. Worship. We've just been talking about worship. Thank you, worship team. You're so amazing. Uh, In Psalms 149, it says, Let those who worship him rejoice in his glory. Let them sing for joy, even in bed. Well, I haven't, I haven't worshipped in bed, I have to say. I mean, Ian already thinks I'm bonkers, so I don't think that would help. But one would hope that I would be worshipping in my dreams. That would be great. Back to James 1-2. Consider, count it pure joy. Count your blessings. Have an attitude of gratitude. It's important in these times not to compare yourself to other people because there are people who have got more or less than you of worldly goods. And then also, if you look at somebody who's very, very successful or looks successful, this is the thing. They will have troubles and worries and difficulties of their own. In John 15, 11, Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that you might have joy and that your joy, that my joy will remain in you and that joy might be full. Remember, be in a position to receive from God. Joy is so much more than just a fleeting feeling of happiness. Joy The joy of the Lord is our strength. So let God's joy be our guiding light, our unwavering strength, and the foundation from which we build a life of faith. Hope, love, kindness to others, that's really important, and kindness to ourselves. And may the joy of the Lord be with you always. Thank you.